On today's episode, I am going to take a look at two growth stocks you guys should add to your watch list right now. Both of them are in markets that are booming right now. The first one we're going to take a look at is one in the online educational platform. And the second one is in the gaming, esports, and the content creating platform, both seeing strong revenue growth. But like always, welcome back to the channel. My name is Jose Naharo. I am a self-taught investor. Before we start, make sure to smash that like button. It helps so much with the YouTube algorithm. And if you want to know when I buy or sell stocks on the description and the pinned comments, you should see a link to my Discord channel. It's free to anybody that wants to join and also check out my other social platforms. Also, don't forget to click that Weibo link. If you sign up, deposit $100 dollars we both could get a free stock and if you want to learn more about becoming a better investor make sure to check out my patreon where i'm doing a lot of great information there so make sure to check that out all right so the first company we are going to take a look at is Pluralsight, and let's start off with a quick overview of the company and then i'm going to talk about what i don't like and what i like about them so Pluralsight ticker is ps it is sitting at about 18 dollars right now year to date it is up six percent so it's almost pretty flat compared to the beginning of the year and it is down about 20 percent from its all-time highs right now the market is 2.62 billion dollars let's take a quick look at what Pluralsight does and you can go to their website Pluralsight.com um, Pluralsight is an American publicly held online educational company that offers a variety of video training courses for software developers it administrators and creative professionals through its websites and like i mentioned online education is something i believe will continue to grow i've actually used Pluralsight before to overall increase my coding efficiency and i believe the website they have is one of the best if you are hitting those type of markets if you want to learn about more about software development if you want to learn more about creative professionals they have very strong courses here and you um, the way they make money right they have like an subscription based um they also work with uh, with businesses where they provide more of like a full employee based um license key so they can learn from them and like i said right now i believe this is a market that's very important in their most recent earnings they saw a quarter three non-gap earnings per share worth zero cents so non-gap earnings they were pretty much break even in gap earnings per share they were negative 24 cents but they did see revenue growth of 20.4 percent compared to the same time last year now let's take a look at some things i like before i mention what i don't like so in the technicals i uh, i'm more of a long-term investor so technicals are usually a small portion of what i look at but i do believe it's still important to look at the first thing in technicals i like that the stock price is not overextended at all it is definitely sitting around its moving averages the second thing is the stock price is sitting right now in heavy volume area the stock price hasn't really moved much so there's just been a bunch of volume a volume building up through in this stock prices level since i want to say august of 2019 in fundamentals i like that it's seen strong revenue growth is expected to grow 15.7 percent on average annually for the next three to five years we saw this recent quarter was 20 percent and for the next three to five years it's expecting to grow 15 percent this is revenue growth much uh that i anything over 15 percent i consider a growth stock it did hit positive cash flow from operations recently and is expected to keep those levels in the upcoming years which is good since they unfortunately are not gap profitable at the moment other things i like operating cash flow margins like we mentioned are improving and we can see they it's not just a one thing one time thing they are improving over time they are now getting 
to that positive level in revenue growth in 2019 and 2018 they saw strong historical growth of revenue over 30 percent so not only future growth is strong but past historical growth also shows that this is a strong growth company now if we take a look at their balance sheet they have about 405 million dollars in cash and right now in the past trailing 12 months they've only burned about 30 million dollars in cash so we, we saw that the company is not profitable right now so even though they are not profitable if they're only burning about 30 million dollars in cash with that 405 million dollars in cash that they have they have enough cash to survive for many years with the current with the current financial activities other things i like are big whales have increased their positions in last quarter only four big whales had them in their top 10 now six big whales have pluralsight on their top 10 another thing is 97 uh, big whales have increased their position on pluralsight and only 56 reduced their position so almost a two to one ratio for every one person every big whale that reduces position almost two new whales increase the position we can see the total amount of shares have increased compared to previous quarter previous quarter there were about 115 million shares by big whales now we have 117 million so big boys are buying at these levels now let's take a things uh, at the things that i don't like before we move on to stock number two right now like i mentioned one thing i don't like is the stock price has not moved much ever since a big drop in july of 2019 so it's been over a year where the stock price hasn't done much for investors we saw with a year to date of seven percent returns but again that we are building up that volume around this area sometimes you're calm before the storm comes other things i don't like in the fundamental aspect i'm not happy that it's not profitable from gap earnings per share but we can see that it at least has a lot of a nice amount of cash from in its balance sheet and it also is hitting cash flow from operations positive at the moment other regarding that cash flow from operation positive it doesn't have much history of it being positive so that's something negative right i i tend to like it when it has a nice historical wave of positive from cash flow from operations at the moment that's not the case if we take a look in the balance sheet i'm not too much of a fan that it has a one-to-one ratio of cash to debt but um so i would have wished it had a stronger balance sheet at the moment i don't think it has a weak balance sheet because it's not burning that much cash but i personally would have wished for a better a better balance sheet regardless i do believe this is a strong company to have at least on your watch list we saw that it is improving its cash flow from operations so that can help overlook the the not so strong balance sheet and the negative earnings at the moment because once they start making money from their everyday operations that cash flow positive there is going to help them continue to operate without them burning cash so now the second stock we're going to take a look at is one in the gaming aspect but before we do that don't forget to check out my second channel jose nahara entrepreneur for money goals and tips outside the stock market also check out the merch self-taught investor and the patreon if you want to learn how to be a better investor so the second company is going to be corsair gaming this is ticker cs cr 
SR sitting at $35.68. Year to date, it is up 107%. This is a recent IPO. I think it IPO on September 25th. Year to date, it is 107% up, like I mentioned, but it is down 30% from its all time highs. We saw there was a huge pull up, but then that pullback came back strong. Market cap right now is $3.28 billion. All right, so Corsair, for those that don't know, is an American computer peripheral and hardware company. They are really big right now due to esports and gaming and content creation. We see so many people creating content from podcasts to YouTube videos. So all this is booming right now, online educational right now. Everybody needs to get everything from online working from home, increasing the amount of headsets, of webcams, of keyboards, of everything that's needed to have everything from working at home, studying at home. So they're seeing huge growth right now. Also with esports and gaming and content creation, those alone are also booming right now. Even before COVID-19, they were booming. So this one did recent IPO and it actually came with a profitable company, right? We've seen a lot of IPOs recently with not profitable company. Quarter three, non-gap earnings per share were 54 cents and gap earnings per share were 40 cents. So they're profitable in both gap and non-gap earnings per share. Revenue this most recent quarter was up 60.7% compared to the same time last year. Most of it was due to a strong growth, 125, 129% growth in creator peripherals revenue, and that was 161 million. That makes up 33% of the company's total revenue. The other 66% of the revenue comes from gaming components and systems, and this increased by 38% compared to the same time last year. So that's also seeing strong growth. Adjusted EBITDA earnings before interest taxes, um, demoralization and amortization, depreciation and amortization increased 185% compared to the same time last year. Now let's take a look at what I like before we see what I don't like. So in technicals, I like right now that the stock price is not overextended. We can see at one point it was overextended. It was super far from its moving averages, but now it's pulled back and it's also sitting in the area right here of $34.25, an area with a lot of volume so that's good things um next if we look at the fundamentals i like a lot about the company the first thing i like it is positive in cash flow from operations it is positive in gap earnings one thing i want to say is analysts don't expect much from the company they expect 8.3 percent annual revenue growth for the next three or five years I kind of believe that this might be an understatement. I do believe we saw the most recent revenue growth was over 60%. So how are they only expecting 8.3% revenue growth? That to me, I believe this is an understatement. Historically, it's also shown strong growth. In 2019, it showed over 15% revenue growth. And again, this was before the whole market, like before the whole COVID situation. So even before then, it was seeing over 15% revenue growth. Like I mentioned, that's uh, that's a that's a number. Anything above 15% is something I consider a growth stock. Operating cash flow margins are improving, and like we saw this most recent quarter, they are positive. So that's a great thing. Next, let's take a look at their balance sheet. I'm very happy that even though they have more debt than cash, um, this is something I can overlook because they are profitable in earnings and they are positive in cash flow from operations. So this is okay. They have a decent balance sheet. It's not a strong balance sheet, but it is a decent balance sheet based on their previous fundamentals that we look at. Their cash is actually increasing over time. And 
when we take a look at big whales, obviously there's not much we can see because they just recently IPO. They IPO'd in September third, September 23rd, and the quarter three ended September 30th. But within those seven days, 43 big whales opened up a position in Corsair, and I do believe right now they are increasing as well. So that's um, good news. Now let's take a look at what I don't like about Corsair. The first, there's actually not much I don't like about Corsair. There's two things. The first thing is analysts are not expecting it to grow that fast. Even though I believe this is, and they're underestimating the company, just because these analysts are not expecting much is something in the back of my mind. What do they see that I don't see? The second thing is, even though this market is booming, and I'm super excited about esports, about content creation, and about gaming, I'm not too excited about the hardware side, right? So there's so much competition right now. You have Corsair, you have Razer, you have, uh, I can't think of any other peripherals you have um all the, the dell peripherals so there's a lot of competition in this market that doesn't mean the company is not going to do good right there's a lot of competition in a lot of markets for example in the auto industry you have all these automobiles all doing amazing and the um there's all these computer companies there's all these phone companies still doing well it just usually means that the margins are not going to improve much better because they usually have to keep the margins comparable to the other companies because they're fighting with prices so that's the only thing again um both of these are companies that i can see being tier three in my portfolio and what i mean tier three tier three is when i open up a small position and just have them when they're tier three i believe they they will outperform their market in the future but it's just a small position for me to keep an eye on them and if i do like them i will continue to improve them and eventually move them either to a tier two or a tier one i've done that with a lot of companies my most recent was autodesk autodesk started off as a tier three a very small position in my portfolio and over time as i've been learning more about the company if i've been studying looking more about the news it has increased its position size and it's gone from one of my bottoms to now one of my top portfolio um top positions in my portfolio so i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode let me know what you guys thought take care have a good night and see you next time